You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hey, this is Ramses from Push the Point, the Mash Those Buttons official Overwatch League podcast. Tune in every Tuesday where me and my co-host Labosco break down player performances, storylines, and the league at large. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Match Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I am here with Josh Kender, also known as Kender. Hey, it's your boy, Unrelenting Exhaustion. <laughs> I'm fucking tired, uh, guys. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it's both of us. This has not been a kind uh, two weeks, to say the least. Yeah, two or years. kind of life for Kender. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode number bad, one. <laughs> this is episode number 160. We are recording on May 28th for release on May 29th. A couple things to talk about. You know, last week we talked about, you know, Blaze and Bob, you know, joined me. As a special surprise, we talked about the lack of, of information or anything coming out of the anniversary and boom. Two days after the anniversary event dropped, we get some news and a replay system and some PTR patch notes. So we're going to talk about that stuff. And we do have a community question from Man of Class. Before we get into all that, I'd like to welcome anybody, uh, you know, welcome anybody listening for the very first time. Thank you very much for checking out Watchpoint Radio. Uh, we do talk about Overwatch news and some competitive in esports, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. If you enjoy the show and you want to keep up with us, feel free to follow us at Watchpoint Radio on Twitter. And we'd love to have you join our Discord, discord.me slash mash those buttons. And as always, I like to thank any returning listeners, whether this is whether this is your first real listen or 159th. Thank you very much for checking out Watchpoint Radio again and coming back and joining us again. No new subscribers no new patrons, and no community feedback this week. So we are going to hop right into things. Replay system. You're welcome, Overwatch community. You are welcome. It is clear that Jeff Kaplan listens to the show because after three years of talking. Josh Dadama stands strong. (laughs) After three years of talking about the need of a replay system, we finally have one. It is my gift to you all. My crusade has ended in a victory. So congratulations, everybody. Take this W, boys. It might be the last we get. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, like it's uh yeah, it's been a long time coming. And I'm I'm glad that they really that they they did finally, you know, put something in place. I I thought they might have possibly abandoned it after we didn't see anything from that Overwatch World Cup viewer. Right, like we didn't see anything from Overwatch World Cup. Right. There's a lot of speculation that oh, when the Overwatch League season begins, we'll see. The, you know, we'll get to use the Overwatch uh, League viewer for the Overwatch League, no Overwatch League, but Overwatch World Cup viewer for the Overwatch League, and that just did not happen. I still have that thing installed on my computer, and I think I used it one time during BlizzCon last year. The BlizzCon we won't speak of. The BlizzCon that you can only, <laughs> you know, go better from. Right. that is uh that is you know that that was it but you know they have been uh, you know just sitting back on it they have been working on it apparently and now we have a replay system in the game and uh, according to a post that was put out on the blizzard website or on the overwatch website i should say uh it does save your most 10 recent matches and replays are available for the duration of the patch so if you don't, you can. I wonder if you can. Now on that, there's no reason to pipe out a replay 
to video like replays don't work like highlights so i don't think there's any sense now let you do that like whatever you're gonna do with the replays you need to do it before the patch comes out that has to do with compatibility right because effects change um uh, you know weapon timings change damage changes you know movement speeds change so your your replay needs to be compatible with the current system because what a replay system is for those who don't know, a replay system isn't just a recording of what you did. The reason in a replay, you can actually look at the entire map. You can look at your character. You can look at other characters from any camera angle is because it is an actual recording of keystrokes and commands that were played in that match. So, you know, if certain things change, like let's say you had a replay of the old Mercy before the rework. And then you try to use that replay that that replay with the, you know, mercy after the rework Well, those commands don't exist anymore. You know, the keystrokes do different things, you know, that that's why it really doesn't, it makes sense that after a pat, like, you know, it clears after a patch. Right. Basically. Um, like I've said before on the show that, uh, Fortnite pretty much sets the bar for, uh, replay systems. And if you played Fortnite and use that replay system, it's very much the same where if they patch the game, if they patch the replay system itself, anything like that, um, on patch day, you're going to lose all of your recordings. I don't uh, I don't know if they have a, like a system to save things like beyond that. I doubt it if uh, unless they unless you do a recording and it actually does physically record like uh, uh, like the play of the game system, but I doubt it. Um, so make sure that whenever you're doing anything, especially if it's right before patch day, go ahead and get whatever you want to record recorded using your, uh, software. Like, uh, what, uh, what do other people use? I use plays.tv. Nobody else uses plays.tv. <laughs> um, if I used to, but I stopped for a reason, Josh. <laughs> well, I did too. And then I started using it again and there's some features that they have. Like, I'm not going to get too far into this, but there's some features that they have that no other replay system has or does as well, where they don't have all of the features in one place that I really like to use, like auto record, space management, things like that. Right. Uh, so I just, I prefer it just because of those features, even if it doesn't always work as well as like, or as reliably, reliably as like OBS and stuff, because it's just set and forget, you know, kind of deal. No, but, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I I don't know. I wonder if they're going to start, and I doubt it. I wonder if they're going to start announcing patches like, okay, well, Patch Tuesday is coming up. We're going to be dropping a patch soon. So, you know, as like a warning system, right? Because, you know, you could record like some some really good footage uh, or you could want some footage from a match or to check check out a replay and then a surprise patch drops and boom. It's gone. Like you can't access it anymore. Right. So I know there was no warning in like Fortnite because I know I keep referring to that. but That's my biggest experience with a replay system such as this. And I had some really great content that I wanted to record. And I figured it would be there forever. Not inadvertently, just not knowing that that's how things worked. And I lost some really good footage that I could have used in a mean video or two. But I, right, I, I yeah. lost it all together. It was pretty depressing. Actually, part of it was uh, my best friend's son. He had a really, really funny kill on some guy. And I lost that footage. He was pretty upset about it. But Yeah. The one thing I'm not sure of is I, cause I haven't, I haven't tested out the replay system yet. I don't know if there's a way to transfer replays from one person to another. Because that was also pretty huge with other replay systems. It's kind of like something you need. Where you can, you know, take your replay and send it to somebody, put it into a zip file or whatever, and just send it send it to somebody so they can look at it. So I don't know if replays are exportable or anything like that. If not, I think that's the next step for the replay system. Well, the thing about it would be you would have to, because that type of system, if you save it as a zip and not as an actual recording. Uh, as the data file, then you still can't play an older recording that you saved on the current patch. Well, there's nothing you can do patch. about that. But if you're getting, co- if you're like getting coached or something like that, and you can send a replay to your coach. All right, you right. know, yeah, you can send like a replay to your coach. That's that's the main benefit of the replay system. 
not just making memes and making frag videos and stuff like that, but being able to take a look at your loss, specifically your losses, or like, you know, if you're getting like shredded by a widow maker or you're getting out tracered or, you know, you can take a look at what that other person is doing. You know, where that, if, if you keep getting like flanked by a reaper, you can take a look at where that reaper was coming from. You know, you can look at their enti- the entire game from their perspective and see what they did. See, uh, you know, how they knew when to attack, you know, stuff like that. You can check all of that stuff out, you know, after a match and just learn from it. And right. I'm really glad they put this in. But I mean, let's be honest, the bulk of the community will not use this. But for people who are serious about competitive and serious about getting better at the game, this is just key. It's key. Right. It is key to helping you get better at the game. Right. And, and I yeah. really wish that they would introduce uh, spectating in competitive mode, but with it would have to be on a significant delay, like 20 seconds or more, um, just because cheating. But I really well, yeah, wish they would exactly. at least introduce it so you could, you know, I mean, I, I go in all the times and, you know, all, all the times I go in all the time and see oh. uh, someone like Yankee, who is an incredible player. Uh, he's a grandmaster. I don't even know what he means, but every everything that I've ever seen play has just been at this, like, just the highest level imaginable. And I've always wanted to go spectate him in competitive because he doesn't play quick play. He's just he's competitive all day, every day. And I can't right. ever watch the guy and try to take in anything from him and learn from him because you know, he doesn't really put out any content. He doesn't record much of anything. He just plays the game and he's amazing at it. And, you know, things like that. It's just some quality life things that I would like introduce that would, I don't guess it would be too difficult to implement something like that. Surely not. Right. Yeah. No, I, uh, I think that'd be a good step to helping players. But I mean, I think they have so much stuff on their plate. That something like that will probably come much if if oh, it's it way ever back on the all. list. Exactly. Yeah, I think some, making exportable replays. Like I said, I, I haven't used the system, so I don't know if replays are exportable now or not. But making exportable replays are are key. And I mean, it is understandable that if those replays were tried to, be, if somebody tried to play those replays after, uh, you know, a patch came through, like if it's not the same patch, then you know, that is uh. It's understandable, but you wouldn't be able to play that. I mean, the only fix for that is to have an external uh, player, you know, right. which would it would have you know various versions of the game. I highly doubt the Overwatch team would want to do that, though. Yeah, you know, that, that seems uh, like it would be just bloated as hell, too. Oh, it would be. It would be for such a small group of people to use. Yeah, it's just a pipe dream. But at the same time, like I mean, it it, it would be helpful. But uh, uh, they, you know. The replay system is new. I'm pretty sure they'll continue to take suggestions on it and stuff and, you know, continue to help it grow. But this is something, this is huge. This is huge. It's a, it's a huge tool that most people won't use, you know. Right. It's a huge tool. But now when you kick somebody's ass and they're complaining about it, you're like, yo, just go check out your replay, man. Just go just go watch the replay. And then that's how you separate the men from the boys. Because, like, you know... <laughs> You know, you can either take the lesson that's learned by the loss, or you can just continue like, oh, Brig is so cheap, Hammond's so cheap. That's why I lost. Like, no, you lost because you didn't know how to manage it. Right. So, you know, that is uh, that that's that. I am glad that he finally decided to put it in, but I, I wonder if it's a little too late. Like, it's not. Let me put it like it's not too late. It's not too late. It's definitely not too late. However. I just don't think people are taking competitive as seriously as they used to. Like, I think it was like a year ago. Right. It's a, it makes a much bigger impact a year ago, much bigger. But now I think people are kind of playing comp and just waiting for something better to come along. Right. Something to change. Right. So that's, that's what it feels like, but well, I don't know, we'll see. And at the very least, we're going to get some pretty cool content out of this. I think, you know, and asleep compilations, shit like that. Oh, meme yeah. videos at the least i i wish to god this this had been out when i was like doing those first two videos i had because it, it would have made things so much easier to do and and so much more i don't know just generally epic you know shit that i could 
make happen with it, you know, just because of the angles and things. I, I had to work my ass right. off just to get like something simple done uh, in video editing with what I had, but that's just me. No, it's definitely what made it much easier for you to get, you know, cool shit out of your meme videos. <laughs> so, but uh, moving on from that, like I said, we do have some PTR patch notes. <laughs> And uh, I gotta be honest with you, a lot of this I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, like oh why? My God, right? But we'll, 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 let's hop into it. Let's talk Baptiste quickly. Increased heal ammo from 10 to 12. I don't necessarily disagree with that. Some of the counter arguments I am saying to that is that, well, he, he reloads quickly. But I mean, it would make it would help him. Like, so they wanted Baptiste to be a main healer. They expect him to be a main healer, which means he needs to be able to sustain healing for some time. And uh, Playing him quite a bit, especially when he first came out, that 10, you know, 10 ammo just really, it feels a little short sometimes. So right. I think this is a good change. I, mean, I, I, I think, think so, change. too. I, I can't remember ever running out of, unless I was just like straight up in a firefight and nobody's losing health or it's just one-on-one. I can't remember at a time where I'm in a team fight and I didn't use my healing magazine before my ammo magazine. It was always like reloading healing because you pop that and you pop five of them before you heal Reinhardt at least, you know. Right. No, no, you're right. Like, I think that's a good change. The ultimate duration from eight seconds to ten seconds, that's not going to help in my opinion because nobody uses the ult. And I say that knowing. Correctly. (laughs) Correctly. I, I say, you know, knowing that, okay, sure, there are teams out there that are using it to a degree. Well, let's be honest. Most of the time when you hear that, hair gets popped. It's never put out in the right place. Like, people don't shoot from behind it or through it and stuff like that. So, I really hope they don't keep trying to iterate on that thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> because I think it's 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 going to be a waste of time. Like, you should have to, like, I mean, it's one of those ults that you just need to work as a team to use properly. Most of the time, like, when I'm playing Baptiste, it, I'll either be holding on to it forever or I end up using it by myself. Right. You know, I think and, something they they could do to kind of fix that would be, uh, probably double the size of the thing and then reduce drastically reduce the extra damage that it does. That way it has a benefit. It's not overpowered, but you know, it's also not like a fucking waste. You know, you, you actually use an ult that can be effective and, Right. Yeah. So Blizzard says in the, in the developer comments that uh, increasing the duration of amplification matrix will allow allies more time to get into position to make use of it. They're not coming, dude. They're not coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, uh, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. But, you know, whatever. Diva, another nerf. Another nerf to Diva. And I don't. It it's a feels bad, man. She's so she's literally like an anchor character. I, I've been told by every GM player that I've I've played with and talked about Diva. It's like you have to if if you're playing this game, you have to have a Diva main on your team, regardless, you know. Uh she's just such a crucial character because Defense Matrix is such a powerful ability. That damage mitigation, if it didn't exist, the game would be broken. But the fact that it does does exist kind of makes her broken. You get what I'm saying? Uh, it's right. Just, it's such a difficult it's, ability to, to balance. Well, so, you know, before we, we, we do the F in the chat here, um, the defense matrix has been reduced from 15 meters to 10 meters. So it had a long, it had a long, uh, rate, uh, distance, right? 15 minutes. It was 15 meters long. Developer comments are defense matrix is a very powerful defensive ability and can often feel oppressive from far away. Reducing the range on it will require Diva to position herself more carefully to take advantage of its effects. I mean, that's kind of what you did when you made it only last for a few seconds and like it takes longer to recharge. And now I think you can't like once you use it, you have to wait two seconds to use it again. I mean, right. I think that's enough. Like maybe at the GM level, like maybe at the highest levels of Overwatch, maybe this is uh, this, this uh, is certainly a balance for the highest level, absolutely. Because in the lower levels of Overwatch, defense matrix is not an issue. I mean, I can't remember the last time I got like an ultimate eaten by a diva matrix. 
you know, because you could just get somebody to burn out their matrix. And now, you know, once they use it, they put it down. You got two whole seconds to do whatever you were about to do. Yeah. Even in the platinum diamond levels, I never encountered too many divas that you had to worry about eating and eating and all when you at those levels it was still a oh shit i ate it moment rather than like yeah you know, exactly. a quick in chat uh i ate i ate grab you know right, <laughs> at the highest yeah, levels yeah, you know it's like that but it's a big deal at the lower levels right yeah so uh i don't know i just feel like it's a bit unnecessary for the for the bulk of uh of players here and, and I don't know I just feel like it's going to hurt Diva in the, in the lower ranks for sure I mean because just even now when you're shooting into a Diva Matrix just I mean in the lower ranks you know platinum gold just keep shooting it so that she she's either going to keep it up and burn it out which means you're going to have a bunch of free damage zone or she's going to put it down and you'll still be able to hit her or whoever is around her you know, I think this hurt. This helps the the matrix may have been a bit more oppressive against like roadhogs or rissas or people who can pull people out of position. Like you can save people like that. Like I've saved people who got hooked uh, by a hog. You know, because remember when they did that change in the patchwork? Because if it used to be before before the matrix actually took effect, the projectile had to move a certain amount of distance. Right, and they got rid of that to help matrix feel better, especially against like a roadhog or something like that. So I, 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 it's not like I play diva all the time, so I'm not too worried about it personally, but I, I just, it is something I don't feel is necessary. Next thing I don't really feel is necessary is this change to McCree. The, the peacekeeper, the primary fire has been the primary fire, uh, recovery has been reduced from 0.05 seconds to 0.04 seconds. And the, so the developer comment says, on average, McCree's damage output wasn't quite making up for the relatively low mobility or ult util, uh, utility in his kit. Reducing his weapon recovery time improves the potential damage output without affecting the number of successful shots to kill an enemy. I, I don't see a problem with how... McCree is a powerful character, man. Like, you get two headshots like that. You're either killing somebody or you're putting them in a lot like danger, <laughs> you know, like, like I, I, I thought that he was like a he, he's not even a glass cannon, right? He just doesn't move that fast. He doesn't have that much mobility, right? But, you know, you can stun, you can shoot at a distance, pack a punch. You can just wreck up close now, like especially because since they, you know, adjusted fan the hammer. And I thought McCree's doing fine. McCree was a is a is a high skill cap character, and people who are good at him are rewarded with kills and damage. And in my opinion, those people will just be able to kill faster now. One and two, it'll be make it'll make it easier. Like the faster he's able to shoot and do damage, it means it allows for more mistakes, essentially. Right. I, and I, I didn't feel broken or anything. I. Not the best uh, hit scan player in the world. I'm actually not very good, but I can be effective with McCree fairly easily um, at my level, even. And this change, if you've gone, if you haven't gone and done it yet, uh, gone to the PTR and tried it out, go to YouTube and watch uh, somebody testing out the difference in fire rates uh, with this new change. Because, like I said in pre show to Ja, the, the cadence that you're used to with his shots is like pa pa pa, and now it's like pa pa pa. It feels a lot faster. Uh, I was trying to crunch a couple of numbers here. I don't know if my math is correct, just because it's such a weird stat compare. But um, it looks like per uh, I guess this would be what is that? What would you call a revolver magazine? Revolver clip? I don't know. Uh, pardon my. Uh, lack of knowledge there, but per clip, uh, it's a 16% reduction uh, per clip. And when you're firing, let's see, you have one clip, roll, another clip, and if you have ult, you can pop ult, cancel that. So that's 16 times 3, whatever that is, uh, 30 some odd percent uh, reduction in the time it takes you to do that combo, which is a shit ton of damage. Right, yeah. 
So, but at the highest level, you can put out a ridiculous amount of damage in a very short amount of time now. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I don't think I'm really complaining about it. I just think it's unnecessary. It's an unnecessary change. Oh yeah, it's, especially with the places that Far is in right now at the highest levels. Why? Right. Yeah. So the next change is to Arissa. Uh, her protective barrier can be deployed without uh, re- interrupting reload. Arissa has one of the longest weapon reloads and interrupting it to deploy a new barrier felt too disruptive to her gameplay. This change allows her to reload as needed while still being able to protect herself and her team. It's quality of life change. Also unnecessary, in my opinion. Uh, it's it's a total buff and un- it's unneeded. Oh, but yeah. every time Arissa, every time Arissa comes out with a buff, I think I've always said that I don't think it's necessary because I've always been able to play her pretty effectively. Right. You know? And it seems like her kit has always been about resource management. You know, right, yeah. it's it's not necessarily about mechanics. It's not necessarily about really anything other than resource uh, managing your resources effectively, keeping track of your timers, uh, your on your cooldowns, your positioning, things like that, and. You can be incredibly effective with her in the right situations on the right on the right maps. It's okay for a character to be niche, and they seem to not get that. I don't. I don't understand. I think they want her to be as prevalent as Reinhardt, right? They've, they've it felt like they've always wanted her to be as prevalent as Reinhardt, <laughs> and I'm just like, why though? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm as somebody who likes to play Arissa, I'm, I'm fine with the change. It's just like. Okay, fine. Make her more powerful. Great. <laughs> you know. Right. So it's yeah, just the only way she's ever going to be as prevalent as Reinhardt is if you give her shield mobility and God help us all if they do that and don't change. Oh, else. God. Like if you can pick up her shield and oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, forget about it. Like, yeah, forget about it. Uh, let's see. Symmetra is next. <laughs> her teleporter interact range has been increased from one meter to one point five meters. This is because sometimes when we put a teleporter down, it's a little bit too far to access immediately. Like if you get caught in a Zarya uh, graviton, uh, graviton, yeah, like you it basically it will, you know, you, it might be a little bit too far. But I have been using Sim to get out of sticky situations like that. You know, right. like like what you, so what I've been doing because I've been playing a lot of her on my uh, on my lower account. And when I hear Doomfist, you know, go up in the air, uh, especially if I know he's looking for me because I've been beating his ass, <laughs> I put a teleport. I put a teleporter up, and I just wait. And as soon as that red beam comes, whoop, I'm out. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. So you know, uh, just another quality of life change. I think it's. Yeah, I'm not complaining about that one. I'm like, okay. I can see. I can see why they want to do that to make it a bit more useful for those very special situations they talk about yeah you could be in a grab and you can teleport out of it ha 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 you know (laughs) (laughs) it did always feel to me like you had to be a little too close to it to interact with it you know i mean i I like the change if you had to be directly on it to interact with i've been okay with it (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) i personally still think the teleporter should be you should be able to it should actually create a portal in my opinion and I think it would be way it would be used way more is if you can put it use it as a teleporter and shoot through it. I think it'll be just used right. way more at that point. I think like if you it, and it should be able to go both ways too. That's the that's the killer right there. Like you should yeah. you know you get it behind somebody, but you can have somebody like just waiting right there. Wait, oh, this way I put the teleporter, just walk through it and kill you. <laughs> you know I think that'd be the the, the nice trade off for it. So. And finally, in terms of character balance, we have Torbjorn, the rivet gun, the secondary fire damage pellet reduced from 12.5 to 10.5, uh, 105 damage per shot total, uh, which I don't think mo- if you're a regular sized character, you probably won't get all of that because of the spread of the weapon. If you're a bigger character like a tank, you know, Hammond, um, Roadhog, Reinhardt, you're probably catching all that flack. And you'll get the the full 105. So I mean, I don't know. I think that like it, actually they say it right here in the bubble comment, the combined damage output of Torbjorn secondary fire with his overload ability was too high given his recently increased survivability. 
So, yeah, I can agree with that, especially the fact that, you know, he can put a turret anywhere and, you know, put you in a cross, him in the turret and, and create a crossfire. And it's like, no matter what you do, you are in the way. So, like, his overall damage output is pretty high. So, I'm not going to, I didn't necessarily have a problem with it. But then again, I'm not playing it. I'm not playing against Torbs at super high level. At least I haven't really seen Torbs at super high level when I play in Diamond. Um, not too many, or at least not too many good ones. So, this. You know, when I when I deal with the tour, it's usually like in platinum or gold, and they just haven't been that big of a deal. Yeah. So, but I yeah, can see it. I don't, I don't see it being necessary. But when you had a when you, the few times I have uh, come across a like a smurfing torbjorn or something like that, he's an annoying little bastard. Like that that secondary fire is was uh, an actual issue, but right. it was obvious smurfs whenever it happened. Right, and no, I feel you. Yeah, so the biggest changes, I think, well, I shouldn't say the biggest changes because that McCree change is pretty huge. The Matrix change is also pretty huge. Um, the biggest change to comp in a long time is this, this next patch note that's coming up regarding Assault. The Assault game type has changed a bit. So, First of all, time awarded for capturing point A reduced from four minutes to three minutes. So you get a whole minute less after you capture point A. Thank God, because Finally. it really did. Yeah, that was too long. People complained about how long the capture point matches took or uh, King of the Hill matches took. And I always felt that these, like, you just got way too much time for a capture point. Like, you know, four minutes, a long time. Like, you know, you you capture Volsky Industries with like two minutes left. You got six minutes to get the, you know, to right. get, you know, point B. Six minutes. That's two minutes per tick, man. <laughs> That's a lot. And we've had several games on Volsky where we've gone for six, six, seven, eight rounds just because no, but neither team could defend, but we could both attack really well. And we in the first right. game, it's just ridiculous. There's so much time left in the time bank, you know you know like it, it did feel like a lot so i think that's that's a nice change the biggest change in my opinion though is after losing point a dead defenders will have a maximum of 3.5 second respawn time that is huge right that is huge because how often it, I mean, it's going to change the way the game is played how often do you do are you just like don't even bother don't bother oh, yeah. going to point a because if you die, we're going to be down a man by the time, especially like Temple of Anubis is a great example. Right. We're going to be down a man or two by the time they get here. By the time you by the time you respawn, they will be here and attacking already. And they're going to be six strong. We're going to be five strong, four strong. It's like, okay, we'll just give them, just give them point A. Now you can actually go to defend point A and install just even if even if you're just going to stall you can stall and not feel bad about dying besides the ult charge that you give an enemy you will be giving the enemy some ult charge there uh but you, you know if you die uh be like you know right before point a is taken or or I say if point a is taken while you're dead i imagine it's going to drop down to 3.5 seconds at the most so if you have 7 seconds left it's going to go down to 3.5 seconds and if you die shortly after the point is taken, your respawn time will also be 3.5 seconds. So I think that's going to give defenders a chance to defend point B a bit better. And I think that's a good change. A change right. that should have happened a long time ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> and maps like it. King's Row, you know, it's such a huge respawn advantage on the attacking team. If you, if they get a pick, like that's what you're going for. You're going for that first pick. You get a pick and you respawn in and you go in when they're down a man, it's pretty much a lost fight for them, you know? And that three and a half second timer, a, that allows you to try to get back, but B, uh, the chances of you getting bad spawn were really high before, you know, when team pulled back and you died early in the fight. So you get bad respawn. The enemy team's right up on you. It's like, well, shit, now I got to die again, spend more time dead again. That shorter timer that allows you time to either uh, get the hell out of respawn and reposition yourself before the enemy team comes up on that because that's six seconds or four or five seconds worth of time for them to travel across map, especially when you have move movement abilities like Genji and Tracer and all that. You know, they're, they're going to get on your ass quick. 
but that gives you more time to reposition yourself, get where you need to be, or even just kill yourself and die and get good spawn. Yeah, exactly. Like it, and I'm thinking of King's Row specifically. Like, if you die as they're like, you know, right at the ass end, like either right after they take the point or right before they take the point. I mean, depending on how much of your team is left and how good the enemy team is, because like no team really is gonna fight five v six. You shouldn't be fighting five v six, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, they could have half of, you know, um, you know, the second phase or more than half of the second phase by the time you even get out of the of the factory, you know? Oh, yeah. So what they'll nah, do a lot of the time and what we did in the tournament, uh, because King's Row was our best map and our strategy, what we would do is uh, once we took point A, uh, we'd leave one of the story characters on the cart, like a Zenyatta or or something like that. Uh, they would ride cart and the rest of us would push up to that last choke on point B and we'd take a 5v6 fight there uh, or 5v whoever shows up. If the other team was smart, they would, you know, come come in six man strong. Right. But uh, we would take that fight and use the choke to our advantage the best we could. And even if we lost the fight, uh, if we're not using ultimates there, we've got half the uh, we've got the cart pushed halfway there already uh we've got ultimates coming into the next fight we've got a huge advantage uh and that's that's really big and that does this this entire thing changes the way how you play pretty much any hybrid map yeah i I think it's a it's a great change uh I really hope people read the patch notes. I really hope they do. Like I think like a lot of the community members or people that play competitive don't read patch notes and they're super surprised when things are right. different or they or they've changed and they can react accordingly. So I think it's a good change. I think it's a good change. I think it's a couple more changes people want to, especially the two CP specifically. Right. Uh but this is a good start. Hopefully it doesn't take I think I think it's been ten seasons since the last change in comp. I think <laughs> I think it's really? been t- I think it's been ten seasons, dude. So hopefully the next change to make comp better isn't ten seasons away. I mean, you know, we thought we were gonna get something a lot sooner, like you know, during the anniversary would have been the perfect time, you know. But like you know, I think around BlizzCon would also be a very good time simply because the Overwatch League will be over, right? So if they're gonna make a change, another major change to competitive. That's probably the time. Maybe that's what they're waiting for. Who knows? Who knows? Right. So, so, but uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all we had for news and regular topics. Let's hop into our community question this week from Man of Class, and he says, "I've been thinking about the use of having seasonal hero rotations for Overwatch competitive and Owl contenders open division." This would mean that every designated period, every season or two or every two seasons, what have you, certain heroes will be unplayable and competitive. Example, in period one, Reinhardt, Genji, and Zingata are taken out of rotation. In period two, Orisa, Mercy, and Junkrat are taken out. You see where I'm going with this. Curious to hear your thoughts on this, on what your thoughts on this are, as we have seen this happen in some other games before. As an arcade mode, sure. But in terms of competitive, just the way Overwatch is built, I don't think it's going to work, right? Like one of the reasons why you don't lock in heroes in Overwatch is, uh, you know, like, you know, you can change your hero while you play the game is because, you know, if at that point, it's like it's a game of like chance and luck, right? Where if somebody, let's say you're nobody on your team picks a hit scan. But then the other team picks a Farah. Oh, you're fucked because you didn't pick the the right comp without knowing what the enemy was choosing, right? So now it's like, well, it, like you know, are you only going to have uh, one hit scan option and Farah is going to be available, or are you going to take out Farah, or are you going to take out certain characters counters to certain you know the other characters, you know? Like, you know, like, like what happens when Zenyatta is able to be played, but Anna's not. So you can't anti the team when Zenyatta uses ultimate. That's that's the counter to Zenyatta's ult. You know, I'm just that's just a small example that I'm using. Right. I'm trying to think right. of something more 
substantial, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, not having, not having a McCree to stop a doom fist, <laughs> you know, yeah. something like that or a Sombra uh, or, or a Sombra, right? Like, you know, that's why we have, you know, every character is available so that you can come up with counters. It's, I mean, essentially the, it's a game of counters, right? You pick, you know, you have one composition, the enemy has another composition. Your composition isn't working, their composition isn't working. You guys start to change stuff up to counter the enemy's compositions to stop them from being effective. And by limiting what heroes are available at any given time, I think that hinders that. What do you think, Kinder? Uh, I think you're pretty much right on the money there. The way that this game is balanced, if this were put in from the very beginning and the game were balanced, uh, according to that philosophy and they had people that whose specific job was to select the heroes for uh, whatever season to be available and determine balance that way sure but this game is not built like that it's built with the entire roster in mind every balance change is made to attempt to cater to every hero available um, it's just not built that way however um Things like hero bands, uh, things like people do in tournaments. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so like you said, an arcade mode that has something like that, uh, either selected hero bands or pre-made hero bands, things like that. Um, sure. And if it got popular enough, then yeah, maybe you could have a, an arcade se- uh, season uh, kind of like you did with 3v3, things like that. Uh, so yeah, it could work, but I wouldn't put it in the main competitive roster, no. Yeah, I don't think it like it'll be something fun to do on the side, but I just don't think it'll be something that'll be constructive toward the competitive mode, unfortunately. Right. So, but thank you for writing in. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that 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 was a satisfactory answer. Yeah, and I think we're pretty much done with the show. Like a short show this week. I mean, we didn't really have too much to talk about, but that's Blizzard's fault. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think we made pretty good time there. You know, 45, 45 50 minute shows. Optimal. Yeah, optimal. It, it's optimal. It also kind of shows it's a it's a bit of a reflection on what's happening in the community though. Because, you know, if you've been listening to this show for you know a period of time, you would kind of know like we, we usually have like, you know, we have a hard we usually have a hard time keeping the shows under 90 minutes. And that's generally because of, you know, going through the forums, going through Reddit, seeing what the community is talking about. And the community is either the same stuff over and over again. Nerf Brig. Oh, actually, sorry. Now there's a Nerf Widow movement. I'm not sure if you've heard that because people. Yeah, there's a Nerf Widow movement because Widowmaker is unfair because she can one-shot headshot you. Like, have you not played a goddamn first-person shooter before in your life? Right. She's a fucking sniper, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you know, and people, <laughs> I didn't bring it up on the show because people listen to Super Shooter like, well, people say, uh, just stay out of her line of sight. But her, you know, her line of sight is where the point is or something like that. And I'm just kind of like, dude, I main Zenyatta from 2,500 to, you know, like, you know, almost the middle of Diamond. And I'm not I'm not complaining about Widowmaker. Blimp. I'm a, I'm a fucking blimp to Widowmaker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm able to make it. Like, you can't tell me Widowmaker is not, a, not fair. So that's why I didn't really bring it up because it's kind of like a dumb argument, you know? I mean, like, okay. honestly, like, it's not, it's not even she's not even a impressive sniper she has to make a major cooldown before she can shoot between like before she can shoot the first time she can't quick scope between shot what more do you want exactly like they just don't want her to like they want her to like even if they if she gets a headshot they want her to have to shoot twice i'm like why if anybody if you want to complain about anybody complain about hanzo i don't even complain about him that much but i am tired of literally seeing an arrow like on the screen, go past my face and still count as a headshot. Right. That irks the shit out of me because of the hitbox on those goddamn arrows. But still, I'm not sitting here saying nerf Hanzo. If they did, I wouldn't be upset. But still, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying nerf Hanzo. I'm saying stay out of the, the arrows. You know, it's not fun literally being out of his line of sight and an arrow <laughs> passes your hitbox and you die. I'll still I'll still take it over scatter arrow any day of the week though. True. 
Very true. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the only new thing I've seen, but it's like Nerf Brig, Bring Back Mercy. It's the same arguments over and over and over again. I, I really feel like a lot of people are kind of giving up uh, on, you know, giving their feedback to make the game better. So, yeah, like there just really hasn't been that much from the community itself. Besides, like, you know, what man of class have been bringing or uh, what other people in the discord I've been talking about. We do have two community episodes coming out soon. I was hoping to have it this week. However, my schedule has been a mess and I haven't been able to get them edited. I do believe I'm going to have to separate them. So they're going to be two separate community episodes that will be out sometime between this week and next week. Uh, so that was, you know, very awesome of the community of, 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 uh, it was a fish strangler and, um, wood tier guru actually returning what's your guru. So that, that should be, those should be pretty good. But for the most part, like, yeah, we had, like, I was looking, I was like, man, it's really not, people really aren't talking about too much, which does a lot. Like, you know, it happened during the, uh, the archives event. Right. And then it happened again during the anniversary. Like, you know, people, Oh, cool skins. And (laughs) that's kind of the end of the conversation. I will say queue times haven't been that long though. So people are still playing the game. Oh yeah. We had had an easy queue times uh, the other Mm -hmm. night. Yeah. It's not like the game is, the game's not dead or dying. I just don't think people are really talking about it too much. Yeah. The people that are playing right now are kind of apathetic waiting for something to happen. Although I played the other night. Yeah. Uh, I had fun. I had a lot of fun. Most fun I've had in a while playing with uh, our regular stack of people. Uh, didn't hate the game as much, but also just did not give a shit about my SR. You know, I couldn't care. <laughs> I couldn't care less. You know, I want to play competitive just because it's competitive and it's more than more fun than quick play to me. But yeah, at the same time, plus. yeah. At the same time, it's like I don't, I don't give a shit about SR. I could care less. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, yeah, I think a lot of people like that. Um, you just see a lot of people doing what they kind of like what they want. Like even with like uh, I'll leave comms on and everything and I'm not really not hearing the salt of people losing anymore. Cause I think they just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's apathy city right now. I think that's the yes. biggest thing they got to combat more than anything uh, rather than uh, rather rather than making balance changes and quieting salt is combating apathy you know put put some shit in here to charge us up you know you know what would help with that a developer update a goddamn developer update okay the streamer let let me talk for a second the the streamer residency is a a great way to to reach out to people and get people to pay attention to a degree to what you're saying but this shit that they have been putting the, the the information they have been putting out in the streamer residencies should have been I mean I'm talking about since BlizzCon should have been in a developer roadmap. You shouldn't have to parse through a whole stream because a lot of these aren't even just interviews, right? Like they're like the the person is playing Jeff Kaplan or another member of the Overwatch team will come over and talk to him and then just drop some information off. Right. Right. Uh, you shouldn't have to parse through a stream just to get some information. It should have been a part of a developer roadmap, you know? Right. We, I mean, want, we want even, some of those Dino Flask videos. Right? <laughs> I remember you guys talking about that last episode. I did get that far into it. But, I mean, even as content creators, you know, we, we pretty much have to stay on top of 90% of Overwatch news to have a show. And we have a fucking time to watch through this whole freaking huge stream to get information, you know, developer update like, hi, Jeff from the Overwatch team. We can watch five, six, seven minute video, get the information we need. We got everything we want. That's fine. You know, that's perfect. But when we got to sit there and listen to, you know, an hour, two, two, three hour stream, something like that, and then go through all that shit, you know. Right. And. I don't want it to be taken as I was just trying to you know, making it seem like we're just lazy. But at the same time, like, you know, you get a different response from somebody passing around a Twitch clip of something that Jeff Kaplan said versus you seeing that video that like, or that, that, that gif of, uh, that says developer, you know, developer update and right. in the, in the link to the YouTube, like you get a different response from that. You're going to get more, more people paying attention to that and that will help charge up the community as you're saying, cause you're right. It is the community is very, very apathetic right now. 
Uh, and, and it really does show, you know, if any, I, I mean, I got to our own horn, but like if any show has that pulse on the community, it's us, <laughs> you know, we've been putting out, you know, consistently, you know, 90, you know, hour to 90 minute shows for the past, like, you know, three years. And it's been because of being so close and listening so closely to what's happening in the community, you know? So right. yeah, like it, uh, you're right. Like it, combating apathy is going to be difficult for them. And I just, there is a tipping point where it's too late. Right. There is. There is and it's, tip, getting, there is a, it's getting close. Yeah. I mean, they, I think they've already, they already hit some trouble with apex legends. Like there's a lot of people who, so I saw, I used to play uh, overwatch that play apex legends, you know, <laughs> me, yeah, <laughs> you know, and and I think that kind of drew some people out there, and you know, even with me, when I'm like, you know, I gotta listen to this edit that I did, or I gotta listen, to, you know, I gotta put this this podcast on a multi track. What am I gonna do in the meantime? Oh fuck it, I'll hop it on my, I'll hop on my Smurf and I'll just play, like <laughs> you know, because it's the easy, it's the easier thing to do, you know, like it, yeah, I I, I do think they really need to put. You know, instead of doing these like uh, these 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 streams or the stream of residency, they just need to do developer updates. I mean, let's be honest. With the, the accession of the Overwatch League, I don't think too many people are watching Overwatch streamers. They're not pulling right. in the viewers like they used to. Like the Overwatch League is pulling in, uh, you know, a good amount of viewership. You know, more than a good amount. Let's be honest. Uh, but like, you know, just people playing Overwatch, like unless they're an Overwatch League player, I don't think people are watching them too yeah. much. You know, I don't know if you remember uh, back in the early 2000s, that song uh, Emo Kid. It started off uh, Dear Diary, Mood Apathetic. <laughs> I just all I can think of is Dear Overwatch, Mood Apathetic. That's that uh, does sound familiar. That does sound if you can familiar. find that, just you know, intro with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess the people are playing the game. Let's be clear about that. And uh, you know, we uh, even with the numbers that I see on the show, I know people are still listening to the show. Actually, it's funny because over the last year, we haven't really dropped in listenership we've gotten more people listening to the show so our people are paying attention to overwatch they want to hear about overwatch you know uh but at the same time they want to hear news and good things and the, you know putting the all of the news into these these streams like that i just don't and penis I mean, jokes i, I mean yeah, the, <laughs> there's a demand for that right i, <laughs> I understand up, i don't get me wrong i understand why they're why they're doing it but I, I, I think they're kind of, you know, walking down the wrong path there. And we talked, I think me and Bob talked about it last week where I said, you know, and I've said before on the show, even before that, that, look, we know like there has to be something set in stone. You have plans set in stone. And they used to kind of tell us that stuff, right? Like, you know, well, we got this patch coming out for this character or this update's coming out for this character and we're thinking about doing this and we might do that. Like, you can't tell me the community, like when some of this stuff didn't come to fruition, you can't tell me the community reaction was that bad that you don't want to say anything about it at all. Right. There's no way like, that the community reaction was that bad. Some disappointment. You know, people will get upset in the forums. You know, a couple people, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> like, so what? Like, if you can't be that sensitive, you know? Right. So, I, I, I know. But... Yeah, I, I do hope that we get, uh, you know, by the end of the uh, anniversary, I do hope that we get some type of dev update and we'll see what happens. All right. So with that, uh, I want to, you know, just once again, tell everybody about Push the Point. That is our newest podcast uh, for now. <laughs> it is Overwatch League-centric <laughs> Ooh, podcast. Oh, foreboding. Yeah, the newest podcast for now. Uh, it is a owl centric podcast, uh, and is hosted by Ramsey's and Labosco. I think this week they just had another guest. Last week they had Blazing Bob, they had Totally Drunk, they had Adenar on it, and this week they had another guest. And why can't I? I can't remember her name because it's midnight right now, and I'm very sorry. But it was actually <laughs> a very good episode. 
I did enjoy it, which means a lot because I don't watch Overwatch. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I would definitely check it out. It is pushed to the point you can find it on all the same platforms that you find this show. Highly recommended. And uh, like so we do have, we, we are looking for people for our monthly community episodes. We should have two more coming out very soon. So if you're looking to talk, you know, if you have a topic, something you want to talk about in the community, let us know. Just reach out to us. We'll get to our contact info in a little bit. Uh, the next Xbox game night, if it is on schedule, should be Friday, May 7th. So I would definitely, uh, if you're on the Xbox, uh, you know, definitely uh, hook up with those guys. I would recommend coming to the Discord and uh, talking in the Xbox Game Night channel if you're interested in joining up. Or you can join our Xbox One club called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. That should be pretty, uh, should be a good time. I'm going to try to make it myself. I always try to make them, but it doesn't always happen. Uh, the next PS4 game night, I'm going to have to talk to Death Squad to see when they're going to be doing that again. And I will announce it on the show when I know about it. All right. And uh, we haven't live streamed in the last two weeks. Uh, last week we were late and well, last week it was because the show was late this week. It's because we, it is also another late show. I look like shit. Candidate looks like life beat the shit out of him today. It's it really, that's the first thing I said to him when I saw, when I saw his camera turn, I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, do you want to talk? <laughs> uh, I, I didn't realize how shitty I looked until I turned my camera on myself. And then he's like, Oh, you look like shit. And I sit down and look at myself I'm like, Oh fuck. I look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's really not great for streaming. So uh, we normally do stream at uh, 10 PM Eastern standard time on Tuesdays. I think I'm gonna try to, Get that back to nine because it's just not fair to Kender. Like he, he he usually works the next day. He's a real sport about it too. He doesn't complain about it or anything <laughs> like it. So I'm gonna have to just do better. I have to get my gains earlier. Do know? better. Yeah, yeah, definitely, be definitely a- not before nine though, because I'm gonna have to. I'm I'm getting those gains too. Yeah. Try it. <laughs> uh, we do want to hear about your Overwatch stories. So like I said, we're gonna give our contact info here in a little bit. I mentioned that we have Xbox One Club, but we also have a PS4 community. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. And like I was mentioned earlier, we'd love to have you in our Discord, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. And I always like talking about Heroes of Overwatch. is a great uh, Overwatch community on Facebook, whether you're looking for more people to play with or keep up with news or just the dankest of memes. And with that, I want to thank everybody for uh, you know listening. And, uh, you know, if you want to keep up with us, our Twitter account is twitter.com slash watchpoint radio. Kendra, you want to give me your Twitter account or your social media info, whatever you want to do? Oh, yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nerf Kinder, please. That's PLS. Uh, I have actually changed pretty much everything uh, to Nerf Kinder, please. Now, my origin, my uh, YouTube, even my Twitch channel is now Nerf Kinder, please, PLS. Uh, right. So, yeah, you pretty much find me uh with that screen name and i'm gonna try to start streaming a little bit more apex uh i streamed some Sekiro, had some really great shit uh one shot at some bosses my first go around and nobody was there to see it like i was pretty disappointed because i'm getting good at that game <laughs> <laughs> nice very nice you can follow me on twitter.com slash church of jaw and you can also see me on twitch.tv slash matches buttons when I do stream. Haven't really been doing much streaming. Um, have some announcements coming soon. And uh, hopefully people will understand why uh, kind of haven't been streaming all that much. So we'll, we'll put that out there when the time comes. Um, Foreboding. Uh, again, yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, it's fucking, it's a midnight, man. The secrets are coming out. <laughs> <laughs> No, and now, like I so said, we mentioned we want we want to hear from you guys. So, you know, uh, feel free to contact us at wprmatchesbuttons.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter, or you can reach out to us on Discord. Uh, you know, how those are usually the best me- best methods to contact us. If you enjoy the show, you want to help us out. The best way to do is to share the show with others and rate and review uh, the shows on their on your favorite podcast platform of choice. If you want to take your support a bit further, you can become a Patreon at patreon.com slash watchpoint radio. You can also buy merch from our Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash mash those buttons. And you can also become a Twitch subscriber at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. But I feel kind of bad because we haven't been streaming on Twitch. So I'd understand if you didn't do that. (laughs) 
and I am very sorry to our current subscribers. I have failed this city, you know, so. <laughs> and I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows, all right? So with that, thank you guys very much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Later, boys. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.